This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? It's the Junkyard Dogcast. I'm Jake Rowe with Dogs 24-7. With me, Kip Adams of 20, Dogs 24-7. Rusty's not with us today. He is on the road. Uh, and and we're here for one reason and one reason only, and that's to talk about Georgia's five-star addition to the 2021 class, Brock Vandegrift, uh, number one pro-style quarterback in America, number one prospect in the state of Georgia, number eight prospect overall, commits to the Bulldogs, wild and crazy morning. Uh, we've got a lot to get to as far as that goes. I mean, we're going to talk about what Vandegrift brings to Georgia, what it means to Georgia in the 2021 class, what it means to Georgia's quarterback room, Todd Munkin, and and you know kind of the start he's off to as the offensive coordinator at Georgia because he absolutely played a role in this. Uh, it, like I said, crazy morning though. Uh, before we get into it, Kip, man, I got to tell you uh, a little bit of a little bit of a kerfuffle. Uh, if you listen to Pardon My Take and those guys, uh, I do enjoy their podcast from time to time, and uh, they do a fire fest of the week. And if you haven't seen that documentary, you've got to. Had a little fire fest this morning, had a computer charger issue uh, and had to run up to Experimac in Athens. Uh, happened to know the guy that works there, Matt Davis, great dude. He opened the door for me early, let me run in there and grab a charger so that I would uh, be able to cover this whole thing. It was one of those panic reporter mode type things. and uh, But got all that worked out, was able to cover this thing. And, and uh, Kip, uh, you are much more well-versed in the recruiting circles than I am. Uh, what are your thoughts just before we get into anything else on, on Brock Vandegrift as, as a prospect? I think this, first of all, the landing, you know, a highly talented quarterback prospect this early in the cycle really kind of brings home the fact that Georgia under Kirby Smart, again, is not going anywhere. If you continue to keep that quarterback room stocked with talent, I mean, we've seen the last four or five years in the college football playoff era, elite quarterback play is paramount. The teams that are going to remain in that playoff hunt are going to be the ones that can continue to bring in quarterbacks, knowing that the transfer portal is out there and that if, you know, whoever does not win that starting job might be out the door. That is the norm now. But continuing to make sure you have a guy that you can, you know, hit your program to is really paramount right now. And again, with Georgia having Jamie Newman in the fold this season, heading into 2021, and now, you know, landing someone like Brock Vandegrift, landing his commitment, it, it shows you that, it, you know, Georgia is still there, is still going to be a, you know, college football playoff contender for the foreseeable future. And I think that that's what Brock Vandegrift and his family think as well. And that's why they made that verbal commitment to Georgia. Yeah, no question. I mean, there's no real way that anybody can kind of fight fire with fire there with what you said. I mean, 
the recruit recruiting if you do it at the level that George has been doing it, it's not by accident. It's not because you're good at recruiting a certain position. George has recruited them all well, and they've recruited quarterback well, really, really well as you know too. I mean, you know, Kirby comes in, he he offers Jake Fromm, flips Jake Fromm from Alabama, it was exactly what Georgia needed in that 2017-2018 season, and and uh, probably doesn't get enough credit for kind of help helping pull this thing along and taking care of the football like he did in 2019. He's on his way out. They went out and got Justin Fields. They got Carson Beck. They got Dewan Mathis and Stetson Bennett there in short order when Fields transferred. They went out and got Jamie Newman. That took an element of recruiting sight unseen because he didn't get a chance to visit uh, during the dead period. And then, you know, they come in, they get a guy like Brock Vandergriff. They get a kid to stay home. I mean, listen, Kip, you know as well as anybody, it is sometimes extremely tough extremely tough to get a kid to go to school when he's just a few miles away that's that's difficult because these guys want to get out and they want to they want to you know kind of forge their own path to an extent i mean some kids like to stay close to home but you hear the statement all the time it's close enough to home but also far enough away and and that basically means hey this kid can go out and have fun with his buddies and do what college kids do without having to worry about running into his mom's or his mom's best friend or or you know the or a, or an uncle or something like that. I mean it's just it's just commonplace but to get Brock Vandegrift who who is already decommitted from Oklahoma but seems very solid in his Georgia commitment. Uh we saw the tweet said I'm staying home, all of that stuff. I, I think it's huge. And and Vandegrift is a guy who, you know, you just look at his numbers. A 1000-yard rusher as a sophomore. Uh, you know, big time passer over 3,000 yards as a sophomore this past year. Uh, missed four games, I think it was, with a with a broken fibula, which is the non weight bearing bone in the leg. He came back from that, played really well after that. Uh, threw 30 touchdowns to just three interceptions. Um, ran the ball effectively too. Had six touchdowns on the ground. Uh, he he's he's a pro style quarterback, but he's a very athletic pro style quarterback. And, and really adds a dynamic element to that position and, and one that seems to be a little bit of a shift for Georgia. And, and you know, th- there will be the dual threat versus pocket passer debate from now until the end of time. I mean, it's not a new one. You know, when it, Randall Cunningham and Steve Young and, and those guys were ripping up the NFL, you know, two decades ago, everybody wanted a, a mobile quarterback. Listen, everybody wants a mobile quarterback, period. Nobody's sitting here telling you I don't want that quarterback. He can't. He he can run. Uh, that's that's not something anybody will say. They don't want their quarterback to be a statue. You just got to be able to win from the pocket first, and that's the number one prerequisite. You've got to have the tools that a coach can say, "Hey, I can get you to be able to read defenses, read progressions, throw the football first, and then being able to run." That's very important, but it's secondary and always will be to be able to throw the ball from the pocket. And, and you've seen that with some college programs where they've gotten a guy who is very much more a runner than he is a passer. And those teams, you know, they, they can struggle a little bit in today's, uh, in today's college football or in today's NFL. And, and, you know, you saw Lamar Jackson rip up the NFL this past year. It was because he developed as a passer. Because there was no doubt in my mind, in anybody's mind, that the guy was going to be a dynamic runner. But when he started winning from the pocket and he started being able to 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 carve defensive up, defenses up with his arm, then that's when he became a an MVP level quarterback. And that's always going to come first. And it really seems like Vandegrift 
has is is more developed as a passer than he is a runner, but also a very capable runner. It's that great mix. Uh, in terms of what he brings to Georgia, you've already talked about kind of what you see as him as a prospect and, and Georgia being able to get him. W- what does he bring that may be unique or, or maybe uh, a blend of things that can kind of add to Georgia's offense? Well, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there as far as just not only his his high-level accuracy and his athleticism is kind of unique. I mean, the the fact that he ran a four four six nine forty at the opening regional last spring, you know, kind of stands out. The the thirty six point nine inch vertical jump kind of stands out to me as well. You know, and the four four sh- uh, shuttle time. These are marks that kind of give you that. You know, the you you can get that that basis for seeing why he's able to extend plays, and it shows on film. You know his ability to to move outside the pocket and continue to extend the play and, and pick up first downs when when needed is pretty apparent. And I think you know that really just kind of brings the overall package to the table is what he has. You know, pushing six three, two hundred pounds, and just being highly competitive. You know, he suffered that that broken fibula early last season. I believe the doctors told him he was going to be out. You know, eight to ten weeks. And he comes back four games later to play and, you know, shakes the, the rust off and, and gets back into, you know, being, I guess, close to 100 percent in the playoffs. And that playoff game against Eagles Landing Christian, you know, superior town on the field. Eagles Landing Christian just usually steamrolls everyone, you know, that they play early on in the playoffs. It's usually not competitive until potentially that state championship game. But in that game, Brock threw for 525 yards and six touchdowns and then ran for 84 yards and two more touchdowns. I mean, he he put that team on his back and gave them a chance against a superior football team. That kind of just showed me, you know, that competitive fire that he has. And it, it, it just kind of shows in everything that he does, whether it was competitive baseball, basketball. He's the kind of guy that his focus is on trying to win no matter what. And that's really what you want to see at the quarterback position, that mentality, that alpha mentality that, you know, he is going to do whatever needs to be done. And I think that's that's outstanding for, for what George is getting in this class. And also, he brings that alpha mentality to what he hopes to do as far as trying to bring other prospects into Georgia. He, he has a lot of relationships with the other top prospects in Georgia. When you look at this 2021 class, in the state of Georgia, early on, it's it's you know it has the makings of being a pretty strong class. We're looking at this 2020 cycle, and Rusty and I, it, I, it was a different one for us. I don't think we'd ever had a cycle where we were recovering guys out of our region as much as we were in that group. And while Kirby Smart has another top three group on board right now, it was just different for us to cover because it was such a national group, a, a lot of guys out of state that they were in on. This 2021 group, I mean, they're going to get some, you know, 10 10 to 15 guys out of state still, but they could potentially bring in 10 in-state guys in this class because of the talent that so far we've seen in this class. And you just look at that top 10, a guy like five-star offensive tackle, Amarius Mims from Blackley County in Cochran, Georgia. You know, I talked to him. He visited Georgia over the weekend with Brock Vandegrift, and he said, you know, me and Brock are very close. Whatever team gets him, 
is going to have a very strong chance with me. And this is a guy that's six, seven and a half, 315 pounds. He's in the number two prospect in the state of Georgia right now on the 24 seven sports composite rankings. And whenever Sam Pittman went to Arkansas, there was that, that moment where other teams had kind of made a push up in Amaris's recruitment. He said to me down in Orlando at the Under Armour Future 50 check-in that LSU had really made a move and he felt comfortable with the staff at Alabama as well and that those two schools were kind of standing out. Now with Matt Luke in the fold, spending a weekend up at Georgia and also, again, spending time with Brock Vandegrift, uh, Amaris says, you know, Georgia's kind of moving back up to the top and, you know, I would love the opportunity to play with a guy like Brock. Brock does have that type of relationship with a lot of prospects in the state of Georgia. So whether it's Amarius Mims, whether it's, you know, Smile Munden from Paulding County, the outstanding linebacker prospect, Barrett Carter from North Gwinnett, another outstanding linebacker prospect who I'll have to say his sideline to sideline capability does remind me a little bit of what Roquan Smith brought to the table early on uh, coming out of high school. Some similarities there uh, between those two prospects. But just, again, Cody Brown, the running back at Parkview, these are guys that know Brock very well, have, have been on visits with Brock, and have a relationship with him. And that's just not even talking about the potential for other wide receivers to want to come in and play with Brock Vandegrift. I think it says a lot that – you know, he spent a little bit of time with Todd Monk and the uh, the new offensive coordinator at Georgia and, and basically felt comfortable with where this offense was going and knew that Georgia was going to be the place for him. I think you could see the, the trickle-down effect with other wide receivers. You know, with, with Brock on board and and the promise of, of what Georgia will be able to put on the field over the next couple of years, the wide receiver recruit, recruiting, you know, I'm not going to say it can take a, uh, a step up because this this 2020 cycle, the the four they already have on board, it's an outstanding group that Georgia has already signed in the 2020 group. But I think you could continue to see that that recruiting, you know, maintain at that level in, in future cycles. And that for an offense that you know stagnant at times this past season, I think that's that's outstanding news for the Bulldogs. Absolutely, and and uh, you look at these two offensive linemen, they're trying to hold on to the end of 2020. It certainly doesn't hurt to be able to say, hey, look, just got the number one you know quarterback in the country for for the 2021 class, so the future is bright on offense. Decided, just got an NFL offensive coordinator, all that stuff. So, you know, all of that's huge. And then another thing I really like about Vandegrift, I was I was speaking with somebody who's very close to the, uh, to the Prince Avenue program, and apparently this kid – two, three years ago was 160 pounds. He's up to 200 pounds now, right at it, written 199 pounds. I, I see him as the kind of guy that's right there, that six, two and a half, six, three range, 220, 225. Can, and and I've, I've spoken about this with Jamie Newman, that power run game for the quarterback, being able to get that numbers advantage and pick up those, those yards uh, when, when you need them. Uh, I think that's absolutely huge from the quarterback position. And, and Vandergriff, with his athleticism and, and the ability to get bigger and stronger, I think also provides that. Let's dig a little deeper into Todd Munkin. But before we do that, let's take a break real quick. But we're going to, on the other side, we're going to talk about Georgia's new offensive coordinator, the impact maybe that had on, on Brock Vandergriff deciding to commit when he did. And, and more than anything, just more getting more good vibes around this program whenever there were so many crazy things happening earlier this month. 
Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Kip, Todd Monk has been on the job. This was his first weekend. He was announced on Friday as Georgia's offensive coordinator. Georgia also goes out uh, and gets uh, Buster Faulkner, uh, uh, the offensive coordinator at Southern Miss, before that was at Arkansas State, to come in and, and as a in an off-field role, which is a major coup. Uh, how how I really don't even know how to phrase this. Like how big, I guess how big is it? How how interesting is it uh, how whichever way you want to go with it that Todd Munkin this soon I mean obviously that was a big bang in and of itself a, a really big pick me up for Georgia fans who who wanted to see some changes in the offense and then you add a, a big time name a guy with a big time reputation and and all of these things and we talked about that on the last podcast but then to jump in and for him to grab a five-star quarterback uh right away I mean what does that say to you it says to me that Kirby Smart is not afraid to, to take this offense to the next level. He's made the necessary moves, I mean, almost immediately. I, I, we The the narrative for, for Kirby Smart is that he was stubborn and that he was, you know, running this program. I guess people said like the 2012 Alabama program and the the – the Alabama of yesteryear, and here we are, you know, just not even a month removed from the Sugar Bowl win over Baylor, and I mean the whole complexion of the program. I mean the whole the offense has already just been completely changed over from the quarterback position at, at the high school and collegiate level on the roster. Uh, the the offensive coaching staff. I mean, he shook the whole thing, you know, from top to bottom. And so, while we don't know what the net result of that is going to be, I mean, it goes to show that he was watching, he was paying attention to the product on the field, and he knew that things did not need to remain the same moving forward in 2020. And, and yeah, here we are. We have a you know a promising quarterback room in 2020 with. Jamie Newman, you know, with Carson Beck, uh, you know, hopefully Dwan Mathis is healthy and able to continue his career. Hopefully he's healthy, period. That's obviously paramount for him. But again, at the same time, with Todd Monk and with Buster Faulkner and, and whatever his role may be, and with Brock Vandegrift already in the fold for 2021, I mean, the offense has been completely revamped. Uh, especially at the quarterback position. Now, 
we don't know the titles for these off these coaches, these hires yet. Obviously, when Buster was was brought on board, you know, there's no on the field coaching position available, and there's still, as we record this podcast, there's no on the field coaching position available. I think that you know Todd Munkin, obviously, as the offensive coordinator, means something's going to change, and that you know Buster has a lot of experience working with quarterbacks. So I think. It's a fair assessment that whatever his role, whether it's off the field or on the field in 2020, he will be helping out a lot with the quarterback position. So the bottom line there is, you know, that Kirby Smart knew he needed more help developing his quarterbacks on the roster. And he got the guys that he feels puts him in the best position for them to thrive moving forward. So for me, that that that's what I take from this continuing news, even with the commitment of Brock Vandegrift is that Kirby is continuing to be aggressive, not passive, and he's making changes and making sure that this this team, this roster, this coaching staff is set up for the most success potentially possible moving forward. Yeah, I mean, having having Faulkner around uh, is, is massive. I mean, I think that's huge because you look at – you know the the first couple years of of you know the 2017 2018 season Jake Fromm the development there having Jay Johnson having James Coley having Jim Chaney it's listen when you've got that many guys breaking down what you do not not much slips through a crack you know not much gets away from you whether it's from a technical standpoint whether it's from a, a fundamental standpoint or, or a read or or anything like that like just being able to put all of those heads together and work in unison some synergy there and and continuity to go with it what was huge for him in his development i think that's something that caused him to suffer a little bit in 2019 because you know n- not only that they lost jesse stone as well who was a, who was a big time graduate assistant for georgia well light graduate assistant who was great at working with quarterbacks, and I think they're they're starting to restock that a little bit uh, with, with Monk and with Faulkner. Um, you know, not sure what's going to happen here with James Coley. Uh, you know, obviously looks like something may be up there, but but not a hundred percent sure what. You know, Rusty reported last night that that you know James Coley to Texas A and M. You know, there's a shot that that happens, and so we'll see how that pans out. Uh, but, but ultimately, it comes down to you know kind of having the guys there to support the most important position on the field. And Kip, another thing, and, and something I think we've got to hit on because we're we're kind of getting to the end of what we wanted to talk about. But uh, continuing to stockpile that quarterback room with talent. Uh, right now, Georgia has more quarterbacks in the room than has twice as many quarterbacks as it did in that room in uh you know a couple years ago when it was just Jake Fromm and, and Justin Fields they've got four guys in there the most Kirby Smart's had since he's been in terms of scholarship guys that is that since he's been at Georgia and and now uh you know you're, you're going to replace Jamie Newman with Brock Vandegrift obviously the portal can strike and Georgia can lose a guy and and be back down to three or maybe even two again but but it seems to me like there's been a priority uh, from from as far as Kirby goes, to get as many guys in as possible, let them battle it out, let them develop in the system, and then let the chips fall where they may. Does uh, is that a big deal to you? Do you, I mean, as far as stockpiling that room with talent and keeping it with with three, four, five guys in there at the time? You have to, like you said, you have to prepare for the transfer portal. You know, it, it giveth and it definitely taketh away. 
I mean, Georgia knows as well as any program what the transfer portal can do since it arrived as you know an official title of 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 players departing the program. I think that you have to continue to bring in as many quarterbacks as you can, whether that is via transfer from another program or, or again, high school talent. You got to bring them in because you know that when spring football is over, if, if there is someone that's kind of established himself as the, as the starter and that starter has more than one year of eligibility, then the other quarterbacks are going to evaluate their options and try to get on the field as quickly as possible somewhere else. It's just a unique position. And, and obviously, only one you know normally can be on the field at, at a time. So it, a quarterback's just a different a different beast in that aspect. So you you can't I mean obviously you can't go a year without bringing a quarterback in. So uh, I think that Kirby Smart is is got them in great position. I think Carson Beck being there now, obviously he is the type who who loves just to take in the playbook, figure that out as quickly as possible. Very cerebral and a, you know a talented quarterback that cannot be lost in this discussion. Him being there and having that year to work, you know, under Todd Munkin, under Buster, is going to be very valuable for him as he prepares for what will probably be a competition in 2021 between him and Brock Vandegriff and Dwan Mathis as well. You know, but I, I like your other point. I think that it can't be understated the uh, the impact of not having Jay Johnson in that room and, and Jesse Stone as well, but really just having someone there to, to work specifically with the quarterbacks and someone who has a lot of experience working with the quarterbacks. And I really think now, I mean, you've got two guys that are going to be in that room who have on well, one, I mean, obviously has NFL experience, you know, knows what it, what it looks like to have elite athletes at, you know, at the playmaking positions, Buster's unique because with his background, he had to create opportunities because he didn't have the kind of players, you know, at Southern Miss that that Georgia had. I think that, you know, Todd obviously has that experience as well, also being at Southern Miss. But I just think it's unique that you have to get a little bit more creative in the playbook when you don't have five stars at running back and wide receiver as well as offensive line. So I think it, it just brings a a new dynamic to this the the coaching room and something that I think if you're Kirby Smart you have to be really excited about because you know you have a couple of guys who know how to scheme their guys open when they need to and it's something that really seemed to be lacking on, on the football field uh, you know last season some you know some in the, in the previous seasons up and down as far as that's concerned but. That's a huge aspect that, that cannot be understated, and I think that it's a reason, a factor for why Brock Vandegrift did not hesitate to jump on board and, and why I think recruiting for 2021 is, is the arrow is pointed up still for Georgia, and I think that you're not going to see this next class be anything less than just another outstanding group of talent uh, reshaping that roster and keeping Georgia highly competitive for SEC championships and and potentially college football playoff, you know, uh, advances in the coming years. Yeah, no doubt about it. This, I mean, this is huge for Georgia. And, I mean, we're not sitting here trying to say it's program changing. This is a guy that's still got to play a senior year of high school. 
uh, there's still a lot that has to go on. And obviously, you know, Jamie Newman, uh, you know, is going to be Georgia's quarterback in 20, you know, 2020. I, I don't think any of us really doubt that. He's definitely the front runner going into spring practice. And, uh, you know, obviously with him being with him being a, a mobile guy, with him being able to run the football, that's going to kind of help maybe make the transition to whoever's next. Because all four guys, when you when you look at Stetson Bennett, Dwan Mathis, Carson Beck, and and uh, and now Brock Vandegrift are all mobile guys. I mean, they, they may not rely on their legs. They may not be like you're when you think dual threat. You may not think these guys specifically, but they can all run the football. They can all get out of the pocket and make plays, and uh, and so that may make the transition a little easier. But adding another big time talent to the room, no matter where you want to knock the kid. Uh, you know, there's been there's some discussion about his arm strength and things like that. I mean, we'll, we'll see what he pans out to be, but there's just no finding a negative in adding a kid from your own backyard who is a big time talent. You pointed to the competitiveness. Uh, you, you you look at what he's done at the high school level against competition that that's been superior to to maybe what he's working with, and and you've got a guy who's been highly successful and and uh, you know we'll see how he does in his senior year. We'll see what, how the rest of the 2021 class shakes out because like you said he's he's connected with a lot of those guys, especially in state, and and you can imagine with all the camps and all the things he's going to get a chance to do outside of the state he's going to build a lot of those relationships too and and maybe ha- have a little bit of a domino effect for georgia uh, although i am somebody who kind of downplays how recruits affect each other there are a lot of package deals seen you know dozens of them bust up for guys to go to the school they want to go to but but sometimes having a guy that's familiar with other players and has their respect helps you get kids on campus and gives you an increased opportunity to sell what you've got uh for for this episode of the jump yard Dogcast, that's all we've got uh, we'll be back uh, later on in the week, more than likely, uh, to discuss kind of the, maybe some behind-the-scenes stuff on this and digging a little deeper into what's going on with Georgia. But for this one, uh, I'm Jake Rowe with Dogs 24-7. He's Kip Adams with Dogs 24-7, and this has been the Junkyard Dogcast. You guys take it easy. moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.